Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I wanted to talk with you all about the precious blood of Jesus. So I have been so hungry and just asking the Lord to give me a greater revelation of the power of His blood. And so I want today I just want to share with you and go through some scriptures talking about the blood of Jesus. And I pray that you would take this message and further on may this message propel you to come before the Lord in the secret place and ask God Himself to give you a revelation of the power of His blood. You know, because the blood of Jesus is so powerful and in order for us to see the effects of his blood, we have to grab it by faith, right? Anything that we want to receive from the kingdom of God has to be received through faith, right? We can't like, you know, we live in a spiritual world and a physical world and the spiritual world is actually more real than this physical world. But in order for us to get things from the spiritual world, we have to tap that in into faith, right? Because everything starts in the spiritual realm. And from the spiritual realm, then it manifests itself in the physical, right? Maybe some of you guys have seen people get healed. Well, before the physical healing took place, there was something happening in the spiritual. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So this is talking about eternity and that even that is unseen. But just because something is unseen doesn't mean it's not real. So we talk about the spiritual realm, that's so important. You know, Ephesians 6 even talks about how our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities, right? Again, we're talking about the spiritual things. And so it's so important, guys, that we understand the blood of Jesus so that we can tap into faith and receiving the power that the blood has afforded us. Because many times, I really do believe, even as Christians, we miss out on the power of God because we don't believe in those things. We don't have faith for it. And so I really do pray that from this message, you would see the power of the blood. So I first wanna talk about 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. This is one of my favorite verses. It says here, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So number one, the blood of Jesus redeems us. What does that mean? That means that even though we were born into sin, which means that because of sin, we can't have right standing with God, the blood of Jesus cleanses us so that we are now new and redeemed in Christ, where we can have true fellowship with God. And I love 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19, because when you look at verses 19 in particular, it says the precious blood of Christ. In order for us to even call the blood of Jesus precious, we have to know what the blood of Jesus afforded for us. You know, the, the blood of Jesus right here says, for you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold that you were redeemed, but with the blood of Jesus, which means that the blood of Jesus is not perishable. When you think about foods, foods can expire, right? Like you can't have a banana for a hundred years and then eat it later, it's gonna perish. But the blood of Jesus never perishes, guys. It is perfect and powerful forevermore, right? We don't have to be afraid like, oh, what if the blood of Jesus will wear off of me? Like, no, the blood cleanses us. Now, if we choose to dirty ourselves and walk into sin, of course, you know, Hebrews 10 talks about if we keep on sinning, there's no more sacrifice of sins left for us. 
But if we walk rightly with God, His blood truly can cleanse anything. And when I was praying and asking the Lord to just give me a revelation of His blood, the Lord was telling me, Gabby, my blood is what cleanses the permanent stain of sin. You know, sin is like, think about a permanent marker. It can't be wiped off. But the blood of Jesus is the only thing that actually can cleanse off our sin. Scripture says that we have been made whiter than snow. And why is the blood of Jesus perfect? Because Jesus is perfect, right? It says we, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Jesus was perfect. He had no blemish, he had no defect, which is why he was qualified by his blood to cleanse us. Jesus is God himself. And so this is one of the reasons why we can say that the blood of Jesus is precious because it's redeemed us, guys. Like now we don't have to have shame. We don't have to see ourselves as we see as the things that we've done in the past because his blood has redeemed us. Going back to verse 18, it says, you have been redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. That's talking about sin, right? From Adam and Eve, because they sinned, now sin is going on generation after generation. And it's an empty way of life. There's no meaning to a life of sin. Sin leads to death. There's nothing everlasting about it. But now through the blood of Jesus, we get to have everlasting life with God himself. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. Hallelujah. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. Hallelujah. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Guys, like we have redemption through his blood. And when we see the blood of Jesus, we get to be reminded of God's grace. God didn't have to send his son to die for us to shed his blood, but he did. And through his blood, we get to have forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord. You know, every single day, if there's nothing that you can come up with to give thanks, give thanks that God sent Jesus, that you're saved, that you're cleansed by the blood of Jesus. So the second thing that I want to talk about, you know, we talked about how the first thing was that the blood of Jesus redeems us. Right now we get to be right with the Lord. We get to be endowed with righteousness and purity because of his blood. Now, the second thing that I want to talk about is that his blood has also afforded us freedom from all sickness. I want to read to you guys in Exodus 12. This is such a great chapter. But Exodus 12, 5 to 13, it says the animals. So actually to give you guys context in Exodus 12, this is the passage where Moses is in the process of taking the Israelites out of captivity from Egypt under Pharaoh. And Pharaoh is very, being very stubborn. Even though God did so many signs and wonders before Pharaoh, he still was like, no, I want, I will not let go of your people. But here we're going to see that this is going to be the last thing that God does. And this is what's going to break Pharaoh and he's going to let go of the Israelites. But in Exodus 12, it says, The animals you choose must be your old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames in the houses where they, where they eat the lambs. That same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roasted over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs." I'm going to um, skip over a little bit here. But on verses 12, On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. 
I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Guys, like that last verse, verse 13, the blood will be a sign for you. And God says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This, this passage that we just read here is a foreshadowing of the power of the blood of Jesus, right? Going back to 1 Peter 1, we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, right? A lamb without blemish or defect. And here in Exodus 12, God told them, find a lamb without blemish and defect, right? And so this is just a foreshadowing that God would send Jesus, his son, a spotless lamb, that his blood would be shed upon us so that we could be made right and be protected now and in eternity. This is so important, guys. Like Exodus 12 literally shows us the power of the blood of Jesus. And now how do we receive, right, the, the power of the blood? By faith. Right? Scripture even says that we're saved by grace through faith. Everything that we receive from the Lord has to come through faith. We have to believe it with all our heart. And so that's why it's so important that you ask God to give you a greater revelation of the power of the blood, what he did on the cross for you. These are like foundational things, but I really do believe that this will keep you rooted in the Lord. Isaiah 53, 4-5 says, Surely he, Jesus, took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Why is it that by his wounds we are healed? Because in his wounds, his blood shed for us, and through his blood we become healed, guys. Right? Disease has to pass over us because the blood of Jesus is on us. And that's why every single day, my husband and I, we plead the blood of Jesus over us. It's so important. It doesn't mean like now we have to like literally take animal blood and, and wipe it all over us. Praise the Lord, right? But now we get to plead the blood of Jesus by faith. This is what I really want to encourage you guys is to see the power. And how do we get the, receive the power of the blood? Again, I'm going to say it again. By faith. We have to have faith in the blood of Jesus. Going back again to Isaiah 53 where it says, he was pierced for our transgressions. I immediately thought of the passage in John 19, 34 to 37, where Jesus was pierced and blood and water came out. It says, instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth and he testifies so that you may also believe. These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And so when we, when we look into transgressions and iniquity, transgressions is when we actually do things that are wrong, which means that we have sin in our lives, where iniquity is the sin that we were born into. But when we talk about transgressions, that's us having sin. And guys, understand that there is cost to sin. We know that sin leads to death, eternal death. But there's also consequences of sin even in our daily lives here on earth. And one of them is sickness. Now, this doesn't mean that if you're sick, that you're, you know, in the wrong with the Lord. Sometimes, you know, we, I can't fully explain why some people don't get healed. Um, but I do know that as well, that there are some cases where willful sin is what causes sickness. Leviticus 26 says in verses 14 through 16, but if you will not listen to me and will, and will not do all these commandments, if you spurn my statues and if your soul abhors my rules, so that you will not do all my commandments, but break my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will visit you with panic, with wasting disease, and fever that consumes the eyes and make the heart ache. 
So again, that's another cost of sin, right? Sin is when we don't live out God's commandments. Deuteronomy 28, 15, 21, and 22. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. The Lord will plague you with disease until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blout and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. So again, you know, because of the blood of Jesus, guys, we don't have to live in fear. Even if we did mess up, even if we did walk in sin, because of his blood, he protects us from all the consequences of sin. This is why since the very beginning, the enemy purposely made Adam and Eve sin because he knew that sin would separate them from God. But understand that God loved you so much that that is why he sent his son Jesus to die for you. You know, like, let us not forget that, you know, God is not evil. It's not that he wants us to have disease or he wants us to be separated from him. But that's what sin does. But that's why, you know, John says, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And John 10, 10 says, The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us life to the fullest. So that means we get to experience that even here on earth. Right, and Psalmist says that I will experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Matthew 8, 16 to 17 says, When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Again, the Isaiah passage that we read in Isaiah 53, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. This is what the blood of Jesus does, right? This is what Jesus did on the cross. He took our sin. He took our shame. He took everything, our sicknesses and diseases. And now through faith, we get to receive the inheritance that he has given us through the cross. You know, as children of God, that is our portion to walk in, in fullness of power and healing. Third John 1, 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And so guys, like, I really want to encourage you to grab this by faith. Like I said, I don't understand why some people don't get healed. But like, let us never live any moment without faith that this is our portion as children of God. You know, I always tell people like, why would you want to hope for something bad? Hope for the best, right? Let your faith arise. Jesus would say, your faith has made you well. So many times to those who received healing, it was their faith that made them well. So it makes me think, what if I didn't have faith? Would I not have been well? If I didn't have faith, would I miss out on God's promises? So like, let's not give up on faith, but let's hold on to faith because through faith, we get to receive God's promises. And I pray that as you listen to these verses, this message, that faith would arise, that you would start seeing the blood of Jesus rightly so that you can regain the power that the blood has costed Jesus. You know, here in Mark 5, we read this passage of a woman who was bleeding for 12 years. Yet because of her faith in Jesus, she received her healing. You know, Jesus was walking in the midst of so many people and he felt someone touch him. And imagine that guys, like he's going through a bunch of people, yet he notices one person who touches him. And the reason why he notices that one person is because she touched him with faith. So in verses 31, Jesus says, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman knowing what had happened to her came and fell down at his feet, trembling with fear and told him the whole truth. Because she had sickness, you know, those in those times when you're sick, you're supposed to be away and not near people. That's why she was afraid. But in verse 34, Jesus says to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So again, from this passage, we get to see that Jesus, 
healed her because of her faith. In verse 34, Jesus says, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So guys, I really pray that these scriptures would open your eyes to see what the blood of Jesus has afforded you. So I want you to start thinking to yourself, what are areas in your life that you can practice your faith now? You know, and pleading and believing the power of the blood. You know, obviously for your salvation, but are there, there, but are there those around you who need healing? Is there areas in your life where you get to tap into the power of the blood and receive that by faith? So I wanna pray for you right now. God, open up our eyes to see the power of your blood. God, open up our eyes to see how precious your blood is, Jesus, what you did for us, God. That by your blood, we are redeemed. That by your blood, we can have peace with you, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that every single person would be steadfast in their faith, God. God, just as you say in Colossians 1, Lord, that you have reconciled us in the body of your flesh through death to present us holy and blameless above reproach in your sight, if indeed we continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Lord, help us to always hold on to your good gospel, Lord, that we would always have faith, God, in what you've done. That I, I thank you, God, that because that you've washed us clean, Lord, that we no longer have to be bounded by negativity or perverse thoughts. Just feel like some of you guys have really been bounded by the, the things of just thoughts, you know, bounded by bad thoughts in your mind of things of the past. But the blood of Jesus cleanses us, right? Scripture even says that the old is gone, the new has come, for in Christ we are a new creation. So God, I thank you, Lord, that I just plead your blood, God, over those who are struggling in the mind. I thank you, God, that you have afforded us a new mind in you, God, set free from perversion, set free from all darkness, Lord. I pray, God, that those who maybe are, are listening and are sick, God, we just plead your blood over them and we thank you, God, that by your stripes we are healed, that your blood has the power to prevent us, God, from any sickness, God. I thank you, Lord, for the power of your blood. I pray, God, that you would just give every single listener a greater revelation of your blood, God, as they spend time with you in the secret place, as they open up the scriptures, that you would make it alive, that we would be able to carry this good gospel, Lord, the truth of what you've done for us on the cross to others, that we would be so convinced of your blood, Jesus, that our hearts would truly be transformed by your word. So we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you have been blessed by this message. I pray that you would truly understand the power of the blood of Jesus, what Jesus afforded for you. And if any of you guys are struggling, like what I was mentioning before with the thoughts and minds, believe right now that through this prayer that you no longer have to be bound by those, but you have a new mind in Christ, that by his blood, he has washed you clean. So I pray that you have been blessed by this message. Please share this because you never know who will be blessed by this. And if you have any questions or if you want to share a testimony, I'd love to hear about it and our team. So you can email us at info at livingrevelations.com. And lastly, I want to ask you guys also to prayfully consider giving towards our ministry. You know, what you see, what you guys are receiving, this is something that we can't do just by myself. We need a team. And so we just would ask that you would help us to support our ministry so that we can continue to share the gospel, that we can continue discipling others, creating resources, and so much more that we want to do, but are so limited. And so, you know, I really would ask that you would prayfully consider how much to give to the ministry, how much to partner so you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. So God bless you all, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.